0: I have never been the type of person to blindly accept the answer to something. The infamous story that has been told around many dining room tables is about my annoying habit of asking why to any person's statement as a kid. I know many kids do this, but I really seem to test people's patience with how often my response was why. Growing up, I would spend many days at my best friend's house. Of course, this meant that I also saw her parents regularly. Peter, my best friend's dad, got so fed up with my why questions that he instated a rule where I could only ask three why questions per visit. In his words, you need to think very carefully about when you ask why because it will only happen three times. For better or for worse, my habit of asking questions to gain understanding still holds true today. Yes, I have often been that annoying kid in the classroom who asks clarifying questions and wants to be involved in the discussion. I have also been the person to drill someone with too many questions when I meet them. One time when I met one of my soon to be good friends for the first time, she later confided in me that she was overcome by the number of questions I asked her. As she said to me, I didn't even know how you were coming up with all of them. (laughs) So yes, I ask a lot of questions. I want to understand and I'm often skeptical before I fully do. This way of thinking served me well as a religion major in college and now as a seminarian. In my mind, the Bible needs to be questioned, so that's what I do. Naturally, when I look at the story of Mary and Martha we are talking about today, I am filled with questions. Jesus comes into a village and is welcomed in by Martha, who has a sister named Mary. They host Jesus, Mary sitting at his feet while Martha cares for things around the home. Martha is noticeably perturbed at how the hosting process has panned out for her, Mary having her own personal party with Jesus while Martha does chores. I can't say that I don't see her point. So she comes to Jesus and says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Jesus doesn't miss a beat. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. The reality of this story is that we are presented with two women hosting Jesus and trying to welcome him in two different ways. Martha is said to have been busy with many tasks while Mary sits with Jesus. When Martha urges Jesus to have Mary help her with the tasks, Jesus begins by telling Martha she is too distracted, and then literally responds, Mary has chosen the better part. My feminist battle cry, I dissent, goes off in my head when I hear Jesus's denunciation of Martha's way of hosting In comparison to Mary's way of hosting, all sirens alarm as the questions circle my head. Why would Jesus say that? Why can women never win, always being given mixed messages about the right way? Why does Mary have to steal the show by sitting in awe of Jesus? Why was my mom named after the one Jesus belittles? Is Jesus even a feminist? My natural inclination is to rip into this passage, find the best way of shining a positive light on Martha, and tell the story from that point of view. Yet, I kept arriving back at the fact that Jesus would go so far as to say that Mary's way was the best way. The problem I can run into with being over-skeptical about everything is that I sometimes miss out on the message that is staring me in the face. So against my better judgment, I started trying to understand why Jesus would so confidently name Mary's way as the best way. In my research of the passage, one of the most striking things I learn about Mary is that she is breaking real social boundaries by sitting with Jesus. Mary, a woman, does not belong at Jesus's feet. That was the place for men. Instead, Mary should be helping Martha with household tasks because that was her role as a woman. Another thing I notice is that Mary is using her time to talk with Jesus. Of all things Mary could be doing to show her disdain for her role as a woman in society, she is choosing to chat it up with Jesus. Jesus and Mary gather, and she doesn't seem to have a care in the world. No social boundaries to worry about around Jesus. No constant household tasks. She can just hang out. It is like she and Jesus are having their own personal party, especially for Mary, who likely rarely got to sit and relax when guests were around. Mary dissents from her role as a woman in society by having a nice, relaxing evening. She and Jesus gathered and partying, just the two of them. My stories candidly tell about my way of asking questions, which is that I like to dissent in a loud and clear voice. I am not subtle. If I am skeptical about something, I will raise hell about it. There is no part of me that is saying this is bad. Though what is curious about this passage to me, especially in contrast to myself, is that Mary descends from the cultural norms in an unsuspected way. She parties with Jesus. That in and of itself is controversial. She takes something that is not supposed to be hers. Perhaps I should be taking a page out of Mary's book. I like to ask challenging questions and dissent from people in power. Though Mary takes the road less taken in dissenting, it is also potentially the less exhausting one. She makes clear where she stands on her role in society by making it her prerogative to take a step back and enjoy life alongside Jesus. I don't know about the rest of you all, but the idea of being able to dissent and party at the same time sounds really appealing at this time in life. Nowadays, I wouldn't say I have heard many or any calls to action on issues that begin with, let's party. In the world I live in, there is always something more to be done to address an issue at hand. There is little time to celebrate with all the concerns I carry in the day-to-day. If I want to address all the isms at work in society, there will be no rest. Instead, there will be podcasts, seminars, and endless questioning of authority. If I am honest with myself, this method has not always worked for me. There can be a never-ending exhaustion that follows me with this approach. Remember how I often miss what's staring me in the face? You would think after so much exhaustion that I would think twice about my approach to life. At first, this passage taught me that there are different ways to dissent, parties included, like Mary. But there was something more that I discovered in the process of looking into this passage. It's not just that Mary dissents through a party, but that the act of partying is dissent too. There will always be more household tasks. There will always be more to learn. There are literally 129,864,880 books in the world. I looked it up. There will always be something more to address with the many heartbreaking things that happen in our world today. Please don't get me wrong. Many of us, especially those of us in privilege, have a responsibility to work towards a better quality of life for all. And I think that work, whatever that work may be, cannot adequately be done without a real breather, at least occasionally. Begrudgingly, I see what Jesus means when he identifies Mary's way as the better way. He is acknowledging her twofold descent from society. Mary breaks social boundaries as a woman and more than that, breaks social boundaries as a person. She parties even though there is always more to be done. Well, at least on the surface, she could be doing more. It may be the road less taken, but it is just as effective. For me, this comes as a good reminder and a relief. I know that Jesus says rest is good, I know that there is an upward societal trend that is all about self-care. I also see it preached more than practice, besides those who call a latte their own personal party. I still live in a world that praises work above anything else. A world that necessitates work if you are part of any marginalized group and all the more if you are part of multiple. I like that I can manage too many things at once, giving in to the relentless desire to learn more, to do more, even when it leaves me exhausted. In the end, I know that Jesus also accepts this part of me that just can't stop looking ahead. The part of me that feels like I need to ask a million questions that doesn't want to accept a definitive answer because that means giving into the idea that sometimes there is not more to be done. Jesus can take my questions. Jesus is also there when I am exhausted and ready to accept the answer that is staring me in the face.